When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, a simple $5 bet when you use code DNVR at sign up can get you $150 in free bets. All you got to do is pick any winner in this year's NBA playoffs. That's with code DNVR when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. We are all collectively your hosts, Patrick Lyons. I am Susie Hunter. And I'm Brendan Vogt. The Colorado Rockies vote. and the Colorado Rockies do not have a 12-game losing streak. Let's go. The San Francisco Giants. No, they've got a one-game winning streak. I can't even remember the last time the Rockies didn't beat the San Francisco Giants. That's how long the streak has been going on. It's great. Yeah, I mean, it's, I have to check baseball reference the game logs. It's been months. It's been a really long time coming. Um, and even though this was just one win at the end of a series that we lost, it felt like a really big win. It was a really big win, especially when you go back to the last two days where the Rockies seemed like they were out of it. And then they ended up coming back and, and making it interesting and close. Of course, they lost by one run on Monday in a 7-6 loss. Tuesday, 10-7, to but they did have the tying run come to the plate with a big a surge there late in the ball game, and then on Wednesday, it finally all came together. Once Logan Webb got out of the picture, Oof. he kept the Rockies hitless from the second through the eighth inning until Connor Joe got it started off uh, on that big rally. How clutch was that hit right there? Just incredible, so needed. Um, and of course, like this series, we've seen so many rallies so many late inning rallies um so it was nice that this had the follow through yeah and just a situation where he just has to get on base get something started much easier said than done coming off the bench cold but there was a poetic element to how the rockies ended up getting that run manufacturing one against a team who does that type of stuff as well as anyone and had been the difference in that game up until that point that yastrzemski inning he hustles, turns it into a double, two sack flies, score him. So Joe gets on base, you get a bunt, uh, you get, and um, you just end up getting some productive outs and get a run across. So really clutch from Connor Joe, who's been one of the very bright spots of the season. But also you just love to see a, a productive, a manufactured inning from the Rockies when they really needed one. And then they get rewarded, of course. Yeah, a lot to, to break down in that because – for anyone who thinks Bud Black could be somehow doing a better job with this current roster, he's the guy who says, look, rookie, I know that's your first game. I know you have all of two at-bats here as a big leaguer. Sorry, Brian, but we need you to, to take a seat because our, our leadoff hitter, Connor Joe, needs to come up, does that. And as you said, Charlie Blackman advances him over on a bunt, not because Bud Black had called for it, but he did say after the game that was uh, Charlie's decision mm. to do, was, was bunting for a hit. We've actually seen him do that a couple times. We've seen Ryan McMahon even do that. He said that both McMahon and Blackman and Sam Hilliard have all been working on trying to lay down some bunts from the left side with the shift there. Uh, you had Jonathan Daza with the game-tying RBI single, which extended his hit streak to 10 games, longest active hit streak in all of MLB. Awesome. And then... CJ Crone, our DraftKings Sportsbook, king of the game, hits the monstrous two-run home run there to give the Rockies the go-ahead lead. 5-3, 454-foot blast to left field. That was huge. That was the turning point. Tossed his bat right away. He knew it. Looked into the dugout. Let's go. That, how hyped did that get everybody? I, I think I said this in the group chat that we have going, but I felt like my heart stopped when I heard that ball hit CJ Crone's bat and he knew it was a home run right away too. And it was just, it was such a great moment. I was like, Oh, we have this game. This is fantastic. Nice little treat. Nice little reward, right? Obviously we talk about 
you you manufacture that run, you put yourself in a position to pick up that run, then the baseball gods seem to go, okay, well, here you go. You, you approached it the right way. Now you can have that sweet home run. And and with CJ, man, as, like as aesthetically pleasing as it gets, those home runs, and he just when he gets it, he gets it. And uh, that was not a ooh altitude home run. That was a home run in any stadium in any part of the universe. Uh, good to see CJ mashing. We could we we could say that that would dong thirty out of thirty. That's no right. Doubt. Yeah, That's he's right. got a lot at 450 or more. And yeah, we're not seeing altitude aided home runs here anymore right now, especially with the baseballs that are currently out there. It's, it's been the guys that hit the ball very hard and, and very deep, very long, that those those balls are still kind of riding true. But any, anything in between really isn't having yeah. the carry that it normally does. He's got 10 home runs now, the most in all of the National League, and did say post game that if he goes a day without a home run, that's too long. He loves homers. How great that again. It's fantastic. I cool. loved I loved hearing him say that. Uh, he was like, cause I think someone asked him, Oh, you know, it's been a while. He's like, it's always a while. If I go a day, it's too long. So I'm just like, I love that energy. Love that mentality. Um, it's just a, it's a great bit. Yeah, he's uh, was six for thirteen against San Francisco. Five mm. runs, five RBI. Ryan McMahon also had a really good series. If you toss out uh, the big error on Monday night, he was six for thirteen with a homer, three runs, four RBI. Daza played really well. Grichuk got got a handful of hits there. So again, they only take one out of three from San Francisco. An improvement from when they're on the road last week, and they did get swept. And so, you know, they have a little bit of momentum, and we'll we'll see when that will uh, carry them into the next game, because we may have snow on Friday because why not? It's 80 degrees today (laughs) in two days. We should have snow. (laughs) Denver's wild. This is my first spring here. So I'm like, Oh wait, the weather really is absolutely insane. The the spring you can't possibly dress appropriately. You know, you you got it right in the morning, then you're wrong by noon and then you're dead wrong by, by the evening. So good luck with that, Susie. Yeah, when thank they say you, sp- thank you. I it's when, every season, every day. When they say spring has sprung, well, we we know what the word sprung means, and uh, it certainly has uh, that effect here in in Colorado. Let's talk about Kyle Freeland here for a second. You know, he did uh, end up going six innings, got a quality start, three earned runs against the Giants club. That, despite the fact that they don't really have any household names, like they, yeah, Brandon Crawford's been around for a while. Cool, he's got a couple All Star appearances under his belt. Uh, Brandon Belt himself, you know, is one of those guys. And yeah, we know the last name Yastrzemski, but for the most part, these are these are kind of a bunch of lunch pail guys, uh, including a guy like Darren Ruff. And so for Freeland to have that quality start was fantastic. Eight strikeouts, a season high, and again, doing it in this ballpark and doing it with a guy making his major league debut behind the plate also made it, you know, all the more nicer uh, to get the 5-3 win on Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, I also, I liked what Kyle Freeland had to say about Brian Servant's debut. He was like, yeah, like we, we've all caught with him at spring training, but he loves, uh, he, he liked what he did back there and um, really liked um, um, that he likes to learn. I like great qualities. Yeah, he was picking Freeland's brain. Freeland battled today. This was not an easy start. I think he fell behind early and often. Uh, was it a couple walks he finished with two or three, but he looked uncomfortable with the breaking stuff to start, uh, but he worked his way out of some early jams. Then you start to see the slider come around uh, through mix the curveball in there a little bit, but he was getting swings and misses with the slider by the end. So he really had to battle to keep this to a quality start, but it was one. And he left the Rockies in a position to win this game. I'm sure there's several ABs he'd like back, probably pitched with a three ball count one too many times but in the end was able to minimize the damage. Just as we talked about earlier, the Giants and those lunch pail guys, they're just so good at turning what could be a zero run inning into a one run inning. Um, they, they don't give you any breaks, you know. As you put it, you know, Bud Black said almost the exact same thing, that Freeland pitched with heart and grit today. Mm. And, and he absolutely did. Two runs in the second inning. Uh, and after that, he settled in nicely, did give up a run in the fourth. But to your point, vote, uh, did give up a leadoff double to Tyro Estrada. We'll talk about that double. Kind of a ground rule double, kind of a foul ball double, kind of a mm. interference double. Mm. 
it's a lot. We'll, we'll break that down in a second, but goes back and immediately gets a strikeout looking of Joseph Bartholomew, AKA Joey Bart, uh, <laughs> gets a pop up out of uh, Mike Shremsky and then strikes out AC Slater. So, you know, a, a real cast of characters that he was able to get out in a row there in, in a really big way. So you like what Freeland was able to do, even though you say, well, quality starts a 4.50 ERA, you won the game. And against this team, a 4.50 ERA uh, should be commended. Right. Yeah, left him in a position to win the game, and that's that's all, that's all you're hoping for. So he's particularly Hampson is because Garrett Hampson, and this is more of an inside joke between Hampy and Servin, uh, Hampson took – Brian Servin's brother's position at Long Beach State. So Jonathan Servin was in the ballpark and went to Long Beach State when Hampson went there, kind of took Servin's, uh, Jonathan's spot. And so they kind of have that connection. But, you know, Susie, you were there for it and, and you knew him back in Hartford days. And so uh, yeah. I know you you really appreciated seeing Servin out there making his major league debut as the 56th proper catcher in Rockies history. 56th proper catcher and also the 41st Hartford yard goat to make it to the majors. So um, super excited for him. You know, I met him years ago back when he was in Hartford, just the nicest guy, such a character. Um, and I thought he did a great job. Um, I'm super stoked to see him here. And Susie, I know later on this week, uh, you're going to run down your rankings of all 41 yard goats, but as a little yeah, bit of a of teaser, course. as a little bit of a teaser, can you just give us uh, numbers 35 through 41 of your favorite? I'm kidding. I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> So it's like, oh damn! All right, this is interesting content here. Yeah, you can improvise. Yeah, we'll do a weekly countdown where I give you, I break down all forty-one yard goats who have appeared. Yancey Almonte, maybe he's uh, he's going to be in the thirties, uh, particularly since he pitches for the LA Dodgers right now. Nice guy, but you know what? Um, Yancey Almonte threw a pitch between Odubel Herrera's legs the other night, so. I love that kind of nonsense. Yancy was Yancy's also a personality. I like. I'm. I, I am excited to see him back here when the Dodgers are back here. We we like a good nutmeg when uh, when the pitcher is pitching or when a soccer player is soccering or when an ice hockeyer is ice hockeying. And you can watch all of that and more down on the corner of Colfax and York, nice. uh, the DNVR bar. Thank you. Uh, remember your membership to the DNVR.com now only fifty cents for your first month gets you a member size beer, aka a mega pint get you price breaks on the tailgates that we have for Broncos, the other teams, the party buses that we got going on. And if you're ready to go all in your annual membership will actually come with a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com. You get extra raffle tickets at all of our watch parties. So you can win some of our awesome free gear access to our members only discord where it gets popping off about not just our favorite sports teams, but other extracurricular activities we may have. And you can meet everybody in and around our community that we've got. Again, only 50 cents right now for your first month at the dnvr.com. And look, if it's not enough to be able to watch the Nuggets and Avalanche from the comfort of your own living room, which you can now do with Evoca TV, check them out at evoca.tv slash dnvr. But all of us are now going to be right there on your couch. You're going to be on your couch. We're going to be on your television uh, on Evoca TV. Go to evoca.tv slash dnvr and for only 25 dollars per month plus a receiver your price gets locked in for two years you don't have to worry about contracts or anything like that never worry again you will get your nuggets you will get your avalanche you'll also get the rockies you also get csu rams denver pioneers rapids mammoth and all of our dnvr personalities we're doing our thing up and down the rocky mountain region you can tap into this dnvr.tv slash excuse me evoca.tv slash dnvr and also on top of that use code dnvr because you're gonna get another ten dollars off your first three months so it's 15 bucks now to start for the first three months we're, we're trying to make it as easy as possible for you it's a good deal it's a good it deal man it is and when you're down at the dnvr bar and you get that member size beer hey the avalanche ale is the one to go with right now because breckenridge brewery the hometown craft beer for your Colorado Avalanche. They're celebrating this historic winning season with people who've supported us and this community through such a challenging year by giving away Avs tickets to a pair of community stars each home game during the playoffs. This includes the Stanley Cup Finals. Yes. All you got to do is nominate a stellar community member that you know 
someone who's an Avs fan who should get the chance to celebrate at a playoff game this season. Each home game, they're going to hook up a fan and a friend with tickets, gears to match, of course, and the drink of the season, Breckenridge Breweries, Avalanche Ale, also a portion of all proceeds of sales of Avalanche Ale through the playoffs to the community fund Boulder County to benefit Marshall Fire victims. They're going to go ahead and donate that. It's fantastic. Visit them at breckbrew.com to nominate a community star and send them to the Avs playoff games. Susie, let's talk more about Mr. Brian Servin because yes. you know, it was nice. Second debut so far this season after Heli Harris Montero's one-game appearance. He, he mm-hmm. did get a hit in his first at-bat. Uh, did have two hits, but maybe even more rare than that was what happened to Brian Servin on his first pitch. So his first pitch, his first pitch, he fouled and it came back and it was so close to my side of the press box. And we were just like, oh, wow, like it was very startling. Uh, but that ball actually landed very close to Brian Servin's family. So they didn't necessarily catch the ball, but they were able to see the people who did and make a trade. So now they have that ball. So they have the first ball he's ever made contact with in the majors. I love that. Has that even happened before? It's just incredible. Brendan, I, so I know you're, you're obviously a big baseball fan. That's why you're here on the show, but I don't know if you know this uh, answer or if you can come close. How many, Major League Baseball players, do you think have played in in the history of MLB? Oh God! Oh, you're putting. Let's me see on if you can throw a number out. Oh, don't there. don't do it. Don't do that to me. It, w- it would be. I would be very curious because I think it's such a, an abstract question that I think before I kind of had it committed to memory. Essentially, yeah. I I don't know. I I probably would have been off by thousands, tens of thousands, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a number. I don't have that one committed to memory. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to embarrass. You're not even going to just throw a number out. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna make you tell me. Uh, I would love a range because I don't. I don't think a lot of people do know. So it's it's certainly no. I do not. I no do shame not. in the game. All right, I'm not having fun today. All right, let's get serious then. Uh, no, Brian Servin, I believe almost exactly because yesterday there were a couple debuts on May 17th, and uh, player was the 22,660th to debut, which means. Servant is 22,661. And this is kind of notable because there are some players who will get their number tattooed on their body for, you know, the number of player that they were, which has changed in the last couple of years because the, uh, the Major League Baseball has added the Negro Leagues as part of Major League Baseball. So that added like 2,000 players, which like means... crossed out and then a new number. Yeah, kind of. Like that's, that's a legit thing that has yeah. happened. So... Uh, to put that in perspective, and that's what's interesting is I'm not exactly sure what the the capacity is at Ball Arena, but it's pretty close to that. Or you could certainly say the lower bowl of Coors Field. And when you put it in that perspective, you go, it's both a lot of players and not a lot simultaneously. It, it's just it's just an interesting number, twenty two thousand plus. When I'm like I'm looking out at Coors Field right now, I was like, oh yeah, if we that's not that many people in the grand scheme of things. It kind of right. gives me the chills to think about it. I mean, it's insane. It's insane. It's why like the the baseball records are so fun when you start getting to, uh, you know, the best of the best because just the math game of disp- it can still be the very most competitive league in the world. Um, and enough guys can have played that you get to a number that big to say you're one of X players to have accomplished any feat uh, is truly remarkable. And every debut is special. They really are. This one was fun. Uh, I stood up and clapped for a productive out in my living room. I was like, we'll take it. What move the runner over. Not bad. And I'll, here's the other thing I think Susie people, that story uh, is going to get telephoned really hard. And people are just going to say that he fouled it straight to his family, that his dad caught it with one hand. And I think that's the story we should run with, because how can you not be romantic about baseball? I think that process has already started on Twitter, because I think there are people who do think that that it. is how it panned out. So the, the game has already started. But Alleged you know what? No matter what, a really special day. I mean, we should we should contribute to this and, and also point out that his father uh, was holding a baby, his grandchild, uh, as well as a beer uh, and, and a helmet beer. and helmet nachos and, and still there handed it. Yeah, it was really caught it his <laughs> Absolutely. Why An not? Urban legend, a great Denver urban legend about the servant family <laughs> and Brian's first at bat. You need to steer into the skid, right? I think that's what they say. A um, couple updates on uh, a couple, a few injured folks. 
Chris Bryant, uh, we know went one for three in Salt Lake City on Tuesday night. But Black said, of course, he's going to be DHing today on Wednesday as we record this. Uh, and he's fully expected to join the team on Friday. He'll be in the starting lineup. Will he be in left field? Will he be the DH? Don't know. Uh, but to make room for that, Rockies have already optioned Ashton Godot back to AAA. So they're going to go with a four-man bench uh, and go with one less reliever, which you know makes it harder to, to imagine Ty Block getting that start on Sunday for Antonio Senzatella. So we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe this will be temporary and somebody else will come up. Also, you know, there's if, if this game on Friday gets rained or snowed out, there'll be a doubleheader, and then you can add a 27th man. And so maybe that becomes Ryan Feltner. So this could be some interesting strategy on the roster going forward. But I mean, Brendan, they get the win today, but I'm I'm curious from your take. I know how Susie feels a little bit. Do you think this is going to be a big injection of life to the lineup, to the clubhouse, everything to get Chris Bryant back for the first time since April 25th? I mean, it's possible. That's why, I mean, one of the many reasons you love this win today, like the Rockies get home and neither of these series go as planned, but the bats do wake up, right? You start putting runs back on the board again. Um, Freeland wasn't great, but wasn't horrible, right? So like another a quality start. So you're feeling like, okay, uh, there's something here. There's life to the lineup. And you start thinking about like the Rockies are one of the top teams in the league right now in producing quality starts. Um, and they're one of the only teams in the, in that category, in the top of that category that have a below 500 record. I actually think they're the only, so part of that, like the, these little consequential moments, you know, runners in scoring position where all that guy, you doled out all that money to, you know, just a, a couple more swings that go your favor when it's his turn to cash in and runners in scoring position, when it's his turn to, make something out of nothing against a pitcher who has his stuff. You just need that guy. Baseball is a team sport, but to have that guy that swings those little scenarios in your favor, um, it's what you pay all that money for. So this should be a jolt. Absolutely. And I think despite the fact that uh, he didn't hit a home run in, in the, that two and a half week span right there at the beginning of the season, um, you know, despite that, I, I think, they were pitching around him. Like he, he very much said, okay, let's, let's let the next guy in the line. As Bill Schmidt said, we're all pulling the rope in the same direction. So it's very, very selfless AB. And so I'll get on base and let the guy behind me do it. So you might look at his stats and go like, Oh man, what are they paying this guy for? Where they're paying him to get on base clog, you know, get, get some traffic there out there on the bases and let everybody behind them do their job, apply pressure to the opposing starting pitcher, get into the bullpen, uh, do all that stuff. And so Rockies will benefit from that greatly here. Uh, what should be on Friday if that game does go down. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully by this weekend. But, you know, the Rockies were doing much better with Chris Bryant. So we, I, I would like to see him back sooner rather than later. And we can't wait to see Kelsey Wingert back. She did post on mm-hmm. social media. That was pretty brutal there on Monday night. Uh, foul ball came over, just got over the railing a little bit. Um caught her on the head and again on, on social media, you know, has, uh, has a nice little bruise to show for it, but seems to be in really good spirits. And, um, as she does as one of those positive people out there in the world, Hey, just really thankful, um, to, to have everybody look after the way they, you know, they did and, uh, have everybody in our DNVR community and the Rockies community send positive love and, and, and good vibes her way. And so, uh, it's good. She's making a recovery, but really scary moment there on Monday night. Oof. That was so scary on Monday. Um, and I'm so glad that it wasn't worse because that could have just, that could have gone much differently. Uh, but considering, you know, everything that happened, she seems like she's doing okay. She's recovering. Um, and I was really happy to hear that her AT&T Sportsnet family really took care of her. Um, so I, I love to see that. But yeah, she's, she's recovering um, and she's got some stitches, but she, I, I hope she's okay very soon. Scar is gnarly. You're just thinking like, could not have been any more square on. You're just so grateful. It, it's re- things are relatively okay. Of course, you, you hate to have to see it happen in the first place. But yeah, that was a huge relief. Huge relief. Susie, you pointed this out, and we didn't get to it at all in, in the podcast. And again, Kelsey's okay, and 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 not to to take away and jump off that. But mm-hmm. Daniel Bard in that moment, he was on the he was on the hill when that happened, and he seemed very calm. 
can, you can look a certain way and have something else going on behind the scenes. We know that with people who try to present themselves as being responsible, respectable, and then behind the scenes, they're doing other uh, nefarious things to say the least, but he was on the Hill and then, you know, gives up the, those runs there and, and, and blows that lead. And you go, you know, how much did that have an impact? We'll never know. But uh, bottom line, it, it is really great that, you know, she's, uh, she's recovering and, and getting back. We can't wait for her to get back to the ballpark as well. Yeah, game days are a lot more fun with Kelsey around. She is just an absolute delight. So just, yeah, hoping she gets better so soon because we miss her. There were a lot of weird things that kind of went down today. Not not necessarily all weekend. I It felt weirder than I thought. I went back and kind of went through the mental Rolodex. I was like, I guess the whole weekend wasn't weird. But then it, it, it certainly got weird, uh, especially with what started on uh, – before the game, and and we, Susie, I don't think you saw it, and no. uh, I know I, I didn't see it firsthand. I only saw it on social media. So, Brendan, uh, let, let's go with you first. There, what, what was your take on what transpired before the game? Are, are you aware of what I'm talking about? I am not. All right, Susie, break it down. As All right. Do know. So, before the game, a fan with some kind of wire cutters or maybe pruning shears, some big landscaping tool was on the field before the game and security kind of had to like wrestle this tool out of his hands and they escorted him out and it was wild. I don't know how he got in. I don't know how he got to the field. Um, I mean, it's not like he, you know, dressed as a groundskeeper and was wearing like a polo shirt or something. Like he was just wearing like a white t-shirt, whatever pants. It was like, I don't know how he got in here. I don't know how this happened but it was quite a scene before the game. That's crazy. What I always wonder what inspires these decisions, you know, I, well, I, I do. I, I did hear that this person was not uh, mentally stable. So that, that pretty much right. could have something to do with it. But also, right. also there are just regular people. I mean, again, if you watch a lot of uh, Phillies games enough, you know, they love running down on that field and getting uh, wild uh, and uh, requesting to not be tased bro so uh yeah it doesn't happen as much in basketball i think i think after the uh that incident uh circa 2004 uh, in detroit fans don't really get on a basketball court do they brendan it's funny you bring that up you are correct until this year there were like four straight protests at the timberwolves playoff games uh glenn taylor and and i'm actually not super familiar something to do with animal abuse but one woman tried to super glue herself to the floor by her hand, uh, which is really not how like glue works. I mean, she was just kind of finger painting on the floor. Another woman chained herself to the stanchion. And then a third woman made a break for it from row one during a stoppage, but security was hawking her and he, uh, <laughs> and he speared her before she could reach him. So. Wow. Is, is like Minnesota have like a pet Timberwolf that they run around the court, like Ralphie and see <laughs> you. I don't, they I, should. I, guess I don't understand the connection there. I I I, I don't know, but uh, it was it was really bizarre. But recently, it's been a thing again. I guess. Hmm. Yeah. After the pandemic, uh, people don't know how to behave again. So we're right. we're seeing that. I actually haven't seen too many uh, fights in the stands. Like maybe maybe not more than normal. Is is that true? I mean, maybe we're we're we might be past due again. People do not know how to behave right now. Uh, that's that's true. I do wonder how much this stuff gets overstated. Like we're in the the commentary on everything era, you know. I, I have yeah. a gut feeling fans have been fans in arena f- in largely the same way for a long time. Uh, but it's hard for anything to just sort of be an isolated moment. Now, if it happens, it also happens online uh, where people like us spend all of our time. All of my time. All, all of our time. Of my time. We did have a fight um, in the stands at Coors Field. A couple of games ago oh yeah yeah, that's right yeah was there a video from that i don't remember it's on it's on my favorite twitter account mlb fight club oh is uh, sponsored by mlb and uh no yeah that's right (laughs) not not quite um but then so that happened all down in left field with the fan and then later on little uh later on in 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 that uh, sixth inning as uh, we talked about before with kyle freeland getting out of that jam with the double well, Tyro Estrada hit a ball down the line, and umpire called it fair. Ryan McMahon put his glove to his head like, oh, my God, that so clearly was not a fair ball and did a good enough job of selling it that the 
a ball person down the left field line decided, here, let me pick this ball up and just give it to a fan. And, oh, no. And so we, we, we've we got that moment captured. I feel feel bad for this person. But so bad. You, you can see it. You can see that reaction going uh, in, in four parts here. So, I, I, Kale, I think uh, K to the SO has got that queued up for us. Uh, you, Sam goes over and says, hey, um, I was going to make a play on that. You know, because that was kind of a fair ball. And then, oh, oh, oh no. I, when my training told me I'm not supposed to touch fair balls, I touch foul balls. Oh, God. Sam's like, yeah. <laughs> he walks away and he's like, all right, let me just sit back down for another oh. two and a half more innings and worry if I need to uh, get employment elsewhere. I don't think this person will be fired. That's, that's not the way the Rockies go. Honest mistake, no harm, no foul. If anything, that ball could have potentially have been a triple. So I know, you know, not because it was going to get in the corner. It just would have caromed off a little bit and Hilliard would have had a hard time getting to it. So if anything, yeah, he's not going to be fired. He's not going to get a raise, but he'll be, we'll be able to laugh about it. I think at least. Oh, I feel for him though. Cause he just looks absolutely mortified. Oh. I feel so bad. Um, Cause yeah. An honest mistake. Oh, I mean, he, he, that's the heartbreak. That's just the number one thing you don't want to do in that position right there. And in the, in our, in our man's defense. Yeah. 50-50 call even feels generous. So, I mean, you can't touch it in a close play like that. But no harm, no foul in the end, right? I really think that's true. But mm-hmm. that's just the embarrassment right there coursing through. That guy, That's a baseball man right there. And you know that he knows better. Tough feeling. Tough to watch. And and why does he have only one ear flap? That's what I want to know. He, he only has the right side. So if there's a screaming liner, he's got to go profile only to the left. And if he goes right, it's that's it. a good he's, point. He's going to lose hearing in that eardrum. His his cochlea point. is going to get blown out. What is yeah. the point of the single flap in that context? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I don't know at all. Uh, not too many Rockies uh, in history have ever gone with the double ear flaps. Like Mark Bellhorn might have been one of the only ones. It's a, it's a look you don't really see. You rarely see a double ear flap. That's true. Even more rare than the... Uh, Gloveless, I almost said fingerless gloves, but no, if you're just going barehanded, that would be a look. Fingerless batting gloves, who will start the trend? <laughs> I, I don't know what the benefit would be uh, to that. If anything, you would want to go the opposite. You'd want to go with like, I don't know, like the Lady Gaga driving gloves. Yeah, just palmless, want the fingers. palmless, yeah, just finger pop sockets. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. No, if you had fingerless batting gloves, though, then you could still text with your batting gloves on. That's important. That's really important. Obviously. Yeah, very good. And uh, if your mind is going in all kinds of weird corners because you're a little bit sleep deprived uh, and, and you're thinking these are really good ideas, you may want to check out one optimal's fast asleep gummies because they're going to leave you feeling a lot more rested, a lot more refreshed in the morning. And it's not like one of those over the counter drugs, powerful drugs. It's going to leave you in a fog and knock you out. You don't want that. Lightshade Colorado's premier dispensary has a solution. As I said, it's one optimal's fast asleep gummies. My parents use it all the time. They feel great. It's got a perfect formula of 10 milligrams of CBD with just that hint of THC. That's going to have your eyelids feeling heavy in just 5 to 15 minutes and in zero minutes. So right now, you can order Wana Optimal's Fast Asleep Gummies at lightshade.com and get 25% off with code DNVR. Use code DNVR at any of Lightshade's 11 Denver metro area locations. Well, let's, let's, let's have some fun. Brian Servant had some fun making his major league debut. Susie and I, we had some fun. Brendan, I, I don't know if, if, if you want to get in on this, but we had some good puns. Uh, Brian Servin. 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 Okay, that word sounds like other words. I don't know. We're, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to serve up a couple puns here, I think. Oh, God. Sir, we are serving up oh, some puns. Oh, God. Is this, the, is this the punniest team the Rockies have had? Because we just have so much to work with this season. Yeah, we're, <clears throat> we're inspired by Thomas Harding because Thomas, he, he gets wild. When it comes he, to the bad jokes. He knows how to throw down a pun. I'll tell you that. He does. I, Susie, I think you should just run down the list of all of them. I don't know if there's any way to just uh, seamlessly run through all of our puns. But we will say this. So, uh, Brendan, do you know what number Brian Servin wears? Oh, gosh, I should because I just watched the game. But no, I don't. I don't. All right. So I actually I actually talked with uh, the clubhouse uh, uh, 
coordinator about his numbers. And, and we'll, we'll talk about that on another podcast, how those get selected. But Brian Servin wears the number six, six. because Servin ate nine. Oh, my God. But oh he does God. wear number six, though. But he does wear number six, though. I told that he joke to Jenny Kavnar yesterday, and she was like, that is the worst joke I've ever heard. It was fantastic. Did it make the broadcast? Do we know? I guess maybe not. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is going to be a tough segment for me. I'm buckling up. You guys do your worst. Settle in. All right. So I love that joke. Um <laughs> What is hey Patrick? What is Brian Servant's favorite Zach Efron movie? Uh Baywatch? I don't know. Oh, I know this one. What, what is it? Again. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's peak Susie right there. That's yeah. peak Susie. Right, but it, but it, in all seriousness, he does have a favorite movie. Uh it was a Brad Pitt Morgan Freeman vehicle. Do you remember it from the late 90s? Ser- Servant? We- that's it. Servin? Yeah. Very good. Good oh, film. Man. Good film. Yes. Dark film. My mom walked out of Servin. She couldn't handle it. No, no. Kevin Spacey had a this backdoor slider that was really. Uh... <laughs> good uh, luck landing uh, that one. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was. But uh, Susie, did you hear uh, Bud Black was talking about double uh, A relief pitcher Riley Pint? Gosh, that would be pretty wild if he got called up to the majors. Yeah, because we would have serving and a pint, so we would be serving up pints here at Coors Field. Okay, let's get out. Let's get down to something a little more serious. Tombstones. So, Wait, hang on. I just want to circle back. This is not how jokes work because I missed the window. But there's a what's in the box joke with serving. Probably is it get in the box? Get back in the box. That works, right? There's something there. Okay. There's something there. We're gonna workshop this. We're right, gonna figure I'll, I'll, this I'll out. I'll learn this one eventually. Yeah. Logan Webb has the upper hand. Okay. That's, okay. You really, you really got to know that film. I, I love that movie. Uh, it was great. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun film. All right. So Susie had uh, doing a great job uh, on our Twitter account D- at DNBR underscore Rockies. And yeah, unfortunately, the Rocky season, man, it, it's barely just started. We're not even at the quarter post at this point. So we're not even 25% through. But their hot start, they were. What, 10 and five at one point it's they they mm-hmm. were you know had, had the best record in in baseball their first place in the west. it's officially dead so yep i declared the hot start dead some people have debated me on whether or not the hot start had been dead already but when we dipped below 500 i declared the hot start dead so i made a tombstone and people seem to really like it we got a lot of really great feedback on it so we decided you know what? Let's take this show in a really morbid direction Perfect. and make some tombstones of our own and see if we can all figure out who the tombstone is about. Uh, we're not doing real people and we're, yeah, so no real people. It's all inanimate. Maybe they're mascots, maybe they're places, maybe they're features. Do we want to so, have yeah. our own tombstones? <laughs> and I th- well, I don't count us as real people, so. Good call. Yeah, Good that's call. true. I feel less and less like one each day. All right. On this first tombstone, it says loved mountain views, Rockies baseball and being trampled on by thousands. Very dark stuff. Yeah. That would do we be... have that. Do we have that tombstone? Do we have a picture of it? There it is. That would be none other than the rooftop. Oh, here at, at Coors field, uh, birthed in 2013 and going to die in 2047 that's roughly when the the lease on course field is up no we hope that's not the case Whoa. but okay, the, okay. The, the the date of death is is important here also that too, was it has a climate change timeline but now i see now i see i mean it okay. also could be who knows if we'll still have an earth to house course right. field in 2047 could make it hard to play I, I did take a class on like apocalypse uh, in in college. It was about the millennium, I, I think, or something. And it's basically how like every every civilization or every generation has thought that the world was going to end in their time, and it hasn't. Yeah. Ergo, yeah, it's it's fine. So we're I mean, it's not fine. It's not saying. fine. But you know what I'm saying? It's not going to end. Hands off the wheel. What's the worst that could happen? Jesus, exactly. take the wheel. <laughs> That's it. It's another uh, Brad Pitt uh, movie reference uh, from something there. All right. Uh, I was here's... referencing Carrie Underwood. Okay. 
<laughs> I, th- I think Brendan was going for more of a of a Fight Club there. No, maybe. I actually was also going Carrie Underwood, but good Ooh. guess, Patrick. Uh, I think wanna... Carrie Underwood is the most famous person to say Jesus take the wheel. Next tombstone is. <laughs> Next tombstone says best known for being pointless and nearly killing Daniel Murphy. Oh that, yeah, the tooth trot. The tooth trot. <laughs> I've, did either of you care for this at all? Did you hate I it? live for a mascot race. So I, I love that the tooth trot existed. And I think that course field would be better with the tooth trot or any mascot race of any, of any type. Whoa. Wait, those are two different things. Go ahead. Vote. I, I sat with a family at a Rockies game recently who had a, a like a four-year-old daughter and they said she only comes to the games to watch the tooth trot. Oh, and that no. that's the main attraction. She's she's young. She's young. So, but uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say I'm not a fan. Not I would rather yet. have the tooth trot than no mascot race. You know what? When you put it like that, it does get harder to, it does get harder to disagree with you, Susie. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's dumb and you go, but every time it would go, we would watch. We would speculate. I mean, if you can get John Boy in one of those costumes and have him fall down and eat some dirt like he did in Milwaukee, that's Mm -hmm. always fun and entertaining to see. I think our friends at DraftKings should just get involved, too. Like, I want lines on my tooth trots and mascot races. What are we doing here? Yeah, we need that. We absolutely need that. And you know what? If... if the Rockies aren't listening to us, and we do know that they listen, if they aren't listening to us, we need to have we need to bring back our own tooth trot at the bar with uh, fresh the toothpaste, bristles the toothbrush, and toothy the tooth. We'll need, we'll bring it back to the DNVR bar with Green Mountain Dental Group as our sponsor. We will do it if we need to. Yes. Are you transitioning into a read or not today? Nope. Nope, that was a free. That's one. a free one. That's free, Green Mountain. You're welcome. And one. You're welcome. <laughs> That's called an and one. All right. Uh, this next tombstone says, "Filled fans with delight from parts unknown." Ooh, mysterious. Who could it be? Hot dog. Oh, from parts unknown. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, the hot dog was invented in four, 1484 in Frankfurt, Germany. I mean, that's why it's called the Frankfurter, right? Huh. I, hmm. I wouldn't have known. And I imagine in 150 years, all the different animals and parts, the hooves and snouts, uh, as we like to say, probably we've got 150 more years of hooves and snouts to make those hot dogs. So 2172, that's my prediction. I'm your this up. <laughs> wow, this is, it's so dark, so dark. I thought you were going with that's how long it takes a hot dog to break down. Also true and Could disgusting. Be. Could be. It depends on your interpretation of that one. Love a good hot dog. Today was Dollar Hot Dog Day. Have, do, do you partake at all, Brendan? When you go, if you were there at Dollar Hot Dog Day, would you really like cash in on that bad boy? Or what? I've told you guys this before. I'm a one hot dog guy. One hot dog at a baseball you park. Listen for once. Put it in a spreadsheet. Come on, Patrick. Come on. I can't. It just doesn't make sense, especially when it's a dollar. What a buy! I mean, you've got like meals for the next three days. Just I've never, I've never not felt sick after a second hot dog. It is a 100% sick rate. So I cut myself off at one, but it's, but a beer and a hot dog at a ballpark is a perfect experience. I concede that. When you feel sick, that's when you know you did it right. That's hot dogs from the hot dog council of Colorado. All right. This next one, this last fake one before we do our tombstones uh, says loved, hated, never counterclockwise. It's the wave. Oh. Yes. Uh, it, it was apparently uh, invented. We're, we're going to give it credit. October 15th, 1891. And it died, you know, not soon enough. Who's the asshole who did that in 1981? So that a-hole would have been crazy George Henderson uh, at, uh, at an Oakland game. Uh, it was a playoff game. Uh, it was actually televised. Uh, between the A's and the, and the Yankees, Washington Huskies have claimed to have invented it. Now, I, I've got this book. It's uh, I think it's called Shots Book of Sports Miscellany. There's like a series of books of miscellany. It just has all these like dumb little fun dumb facts, 
things that I love. And uh, it, it was called the, it's also called the Mexican wave. So when we see the wave, it's also referred to as the Mexican wave. And I never knew why until I took four seconds of research uh, for this show. And it was because, although, you know, the first time we, we saw it was, was in 1981, it was because in the World Cup in Mexico City in 1986 was when people really started to see it internationally mm. go around and go, oh, wow, this is a thing. Boom, you started to see it in American football soon after. So it, it kind of also has that name, the Mexican wave. I've from, never uh, heard, Cup. I've never heard anyone call it the Mexican wave. Not once in my Not life. Not once in my life. I'm with Susie on that one. Not once. Yeah. And also, I also you haven't heard it. It's I've only the read American it. wave. We need to get back to American manufacturing of weird <laughs> sports things. Let's go. <laughs> you took it in the exact opposite direction that I thought we were going in. Do I, I, I don't know, man. I used to love the wave when I was a kid. I was that kid that would try to get the section going from like ages 11 to adorable now. No, from, from ages 11 to, you know, maybe 16, I would, I would try to get it going. Then I, it was like, no, let's watch the game. Let's focus in on it. Um, now I'm like, you know what? Let's have, have a good time at the game. It's all right. We've been through a lot. Well, you know my stance on the wave. I was anti-wave before the pandemic, but when sports came back, I was like, you know what? You didn't get to go to a game for like a year, maybe two years. If you want to do the wave, do the wave. Yeah, do whatever right, makes you enough. happy. Brandon, where do you stand on the wave? This is important information. Not a big fan. It's fairly big in basketball. Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, once put out a memo to his... Uh, to everyone that worked for the organization and said, if you are caught doing the wave at a Dallas Mavericks game, you will be fired. That's real. Know. That's oh. real. Too harsh or no? What say you, Patrick? That's Williams? too harsh. First of all, how can you enforce that? Uh, they've got a lot of cameras because they're very big up on the, uh, on the advanced analytic tracking data. So in my mind, Mark Cuban is personally just combing through film. Like that's a team employee. Get him out of here. He takes it very seriously, apparently. So that wow. is insane behavior. Only really, really rich people can get away with being that crazy. Yeah, he is a super crazy person and super rich. So it's every, a good every every Dallas Mavericks polo shirt worn by an employee comes equipped with a, an Apple tile, so That's they right. can track you. It's the heat sensors. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you're doing your job, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be a part of the wave. You should right. be focusing but in on different things. I don't if know. it's your day off and you're at a game. What are you yes. supposed to do? Sit down? Not the wave, Susie. The wave? Not the wave. I guess so. Well, we, we had something on our account that we recently retweeted. There was a, a Coors Field employee who said, that. she put the kibosh on it. I that saw was that, dude. awesome. That was awesome, though. I mean, I thought that was so funny where she's just yelling, there's no wave in baseball. We need to track her down at some point. The real question is, and, and this is on the tombstone, so I guess it is official, but... Is clockwise the direction of the wave always? I, no, it's not, it, no. I it, it goes like anyway, it, right? I've seen it go both ways this I think season. So. Yeah, I think so. it's fluid, literally it's fluid. and figuratively. Wave. <laughs> it is fluid. Wave. Serving USA. Serving USA. Serving <laughs> that wave. Um, man. Uh, I, I'm gonna laugh so hard I could have a heart attack, which is probably fitting. So my tombstone, I decided, would say, "Good bowler, loved baseball." Very simple. Yeah. Short and sweet. How good of a bowler are we talking, Patrick? Uh, two eighty. I was one strike away uh, when I was oh uh, in, in high school. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was I, I had a couple uh, training sessions with with some pros in the New Jersey area. New Jersey hotbed for pro bowlers. Uh, Is that right? Didn't know. Yeah, didn't. not San Diego, California, like most people think. Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually uh, New Jersey. Uh, so, but yeah, decided not to go down that route. Um, yeah, I mean, we've all seen Kingpin, and we know that that life can be can be pretty hard. Uh, I don't a, want that life bowler. for you, Patrick. I'm glad you chose baseball yeah. life. Yeah, instead. I did go away. Also, if we could go back and look at that tombstone, um, notice the year I was born, uh, accurate, and also, you know, I'm going to enjoy this final year of my life. Uh, as 2023, I guess, is going to be uh, 
you know, I have a good, I had a good run, guys. I had a good I, run. Though. I didn't know you were this old. Um, I am glad you made it to, um, did you make it to six? Are you going to make Go it to 69 years old? Nice. Do the, do the math on that. Do the math. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Uh, <laughs> this person's tombstone said, did not care for the Red Sox. Yeah. This is on brand. For- oh, no. <laughs> this is on brand for me. This is on yes. brand for me. Um, I don't I don't like Boston sports in any sport. And it's personal. Uh, it's often irrational. But it's always present. It's a deep hatred and a deep exhaustion. It's personal. I like that it's personal. It is. Yeah. I don't. It, it, go ahead. I'd be happy to know that, um, you know, when you pass away in the year 2100, mm-hmm. uh, at 105 years old. I feel old, good about that. Yeah. You will you will not have to see another uh, Red Sox World Series championship. So that, you know, I can, only, I can only hope. I can, it's the year 4029. Tom Brady has finally died. Uh, Jason Tatum just retired and the, the Red Sox have won a World Series. That's it. I like that. Susie, I have a That's feeling it. you you want to read your own uh, tombstone. You you strike me as someone who would like record a video, you know, for the will and like, guys, thanks for showing up to my wake. Uh, oh, I had a good life. Sure. Look at me down there. I'm just kidding. You know, like, <laughs> there's a screen over your coffin. With I, the- if I have the opportunity to record a hologram before I die yes. for that purpose, I absolutely will. Um, but my tombstone, I believe it would be appropriate if it said, she died, how she lived. Totally unplanned. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's good. And uh, you have a good sense of humor for a 22 year old uh, who was obviously was born in 2000. Actually, no, you're, you haven't hit a birthday yet this year. So you're 21. Yes, uh, yes. I just I'm I just turned 21. What a treat. The only bummer too is because I feel like, you know, it makes some sense the years that we die. You uh you died uh, at 68 years old. You didn't you didn't get your birthday that year. So that's a bummer. That's, I, that's how I'm interpreting that tombstone. No, that's not nice. Well, I don't know. What if I died, you know, New Year's Eve? Yeah, I don't know. How, how old would you have been in then? Uh, we'd have we need to get a calculator out to figure out. Uh, on this graphic, it depends on what time of year I died. If I died after my birthday in December, then yeah, I would be sixty-nine years old. Nice. That's how birth. That's how years work. That is how years work, <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Well, we're feeling good. We we've got some momentum. Uh, last little bit. Uh, Gerardo Parra uh, retired. Now an assistant to the general manager with the Nationals. I don't know if anyone's got anything on that. Kyle Freeland, zero ground ball outs today. First time in his career. Whoa. He talked about it after, and he's like, that's that's weird as hell. But, yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Congratulations, Kyle Freeland. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. You proved it could be done. You did it. He did. He did. He did it. Uh, we're going to be doing it again uh, this weekend. Next week, uh, we'll, we'll catch up with Drew Goodman on Thursday at some point in the morning, depending on when you're listening to this. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. I'm at Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter. I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. And I'm at Brendan Vote on Twitter as well. And if you're enjoying this as a podcast, make sure you're watching us over on YouTube so you can see what we all look like, where we're at, all of our backdrops, all of those wonderful things. Got to see the tombstones as well and our four-act play of the poor ball person down the left field line. Poor guy. Got to go on DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube to see all that because you will gain a lot of momentum when it comes to that. We're going to gain a lot of momentum, but you know what they say. It's only as good, momentum that is, as your next show. So we'll talk to you then.